0: Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name is Jason Newland. This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. (sighs) So I'm actually, as I record this, Attempting to transcribe it. I don't know why that was funny. But trying to transcribe it at the same time. Using an app. On the tablet. So I've got a few different things working all at the same time. And... I don't know how it's, you know, it's what is it? Dragon Software or Dragon Everywhere, I think it's called. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work because I'm looking at it, the screen, as I talk. I'm recording on a different thing. With a microphone, of course, with my lapel microphone. And it's a little bit distracting, if I'm honest. I mean, just then, when I said it's a little bit distracting, if I'm honest, it missed out the if I am. And also put Manchester N1 in as well. So this is going to be hard work to decipher. (laughs) It's just, it's annoying. I wish there was someone out there that was a whiz, like a proper whiz with transcription. That would transcribe all my stuff for free. (laughs) Why would they do that? (laughs) In fact, if there was someone out there that would transcribe my stuff, edit it, and help me edit it into books, I'd happily... And then I could sell the books, and I'd happily go 50-50. As I've created the content, but... The idea of... You know, I keep trying to urge myself to do it, because... You know, I don't... I want to keep everything I do free. So I want to keep the podcasts free. And, you know, you know that if you listen to me regularly, you know that that's what I'm about. At the same time. You know, I do have a little bit of reality, a bit of a reality check every now and then and think, "Ooh, what? You know, I'm going to. I might need some money at some point. Yeah, if I got ill or if I needed, if Andre needed veterinary, veterinary, veterinary stuff done or, you know, get to get a new carpet, a you know, new chair, things, just little things, clothes. But, you know, for the future, because I don't know if it's something about getting to 50 now. I don't know if for some of you people, 50 is not old. I mean, 55 is a lovely age. Um, 49, nearly 50. And for those of you that are young, in your 20s or teens even, don't get too comfortable with that. You're going to be 50 before you know it. And I'll be laughing when it happens. Of course, I'll be 90 then, so it won't probably be... Oh, well, I might not know what I'm laughing about, but there you go. <laughs> so, I need to do a shout out, but I can't see the name of the person. So give me two seconds, I'll change my glasses, put my other glasses on. There are glasses for reading, which I've been using for looking at the uh, screen. So I've got a shout out Uh, for Jan. So it's Georgie's mama, Jan, who's 58 on Sunday. So it's Friday now, isn't it? So in a couple of days time, happy birthday, Jan. And I hope that, you know, I wish you a happy birthday. And I'm sure everybody listening to this recording is also sending their love and their wishes to you as well. And please, you know, eventually learn to forgive me for telling everyone how old you're going to be. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do that. So I thought, eh, I'd do it anyway. Never going to meet you. So it's fine. <laughs> please don't come looking for me. I'm sorry, fifty-eight's all right, but I mean, fifty-eight—it's so not old. But I'm glad I'm not—I'm glad I'm not that old. But I'm—it's I mean, not old, you know. But <laughs> I'm only nine years away. Wow, less than nine years, in fact. Eight years, and what month is it now? What month is it now? May, June, July. Yeah, wow. I'm literally three months away from being fifty three months and one week something like that and now what the hell the, the dragon thing is just completely it went onto pictures for some reason which was a bit weird why did it do that oh, I don't get this thing I'm going to give up on it. I'm going to stop it. Stop. Come out of that now. I can't be bothered with it. It's not recording me properly. It's not. This is. This This recorder is. But Man. I just want it to be. I just want it to be done properly. I want it to be proper. You know what I mean? You get me? That's what I want. I don't want much. I oh, want huge amounts. Just, just the things to work. That's all I ever really wanted in life. Just the things to work properly. It's not much to ask, is it? Not much to ask. So yeah, happy birthday to Jan. So Jen, is that short for Janira? Or... Jenaby, um, Jenna Lily. I don't know what could it be short for. January, Jenical. I don't know. Jan. Jan. Hmm. God, well, then it could mind you, well, probably not. Well, I say probably not. I'm just saying that I've noticed with my um, nieces and, and what's the other ones, nephews, I've noticed that that generation seems to be. I say that generation. I'm I'm generalising by the the kids that are in my family. Um, I'm not sure if they're boys or girls, but boys all. But they're some. They're one of them. But they're um. They've got short names, like the shortened version of a name, but not really the name. A one's called Alfie. Alfie was short for Alfred. Alfie isn't a name in itself. Alfie is what. People called Alfred was called. It's like calling someone Ted. When Ted is short for Eddie. I don't know why it's short for Eddie. Because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It can also be short for John as well I think. Can't it Ted? Because you had Ted Kennedy. But he was John Kennedy wasn't he? Or was that his... Wife, I don't know. John. There was two of them, weren't there? Two brothers. John Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, so they called him Ted Kennedy, didn't they? Which doesn't make sense. John and Ted. But then Edward and Ted. Ed, Ted. Eddie, Teddy. Maybe that's what it was about. All I know is that my granddad, you know, his name was Ted. I thought he was named after. Um, one of the characters on. The magic. Was it? Was it Rainbow wasn't it? Yeah Rainbow. But it wasn't. It was. Uh, I didn't realize his name was actually Edward. And. His son. Was called Edward. As well. But they called him Eddie so there was Ted and Eddie now I don't know whether or not my granddad was called Eddie until he had his son and called him Edward and then realised, oh wait a minute this is going to get very confusing everyone calling each other Eddie and my name probably said well we're not all called Edward are we there's six of us in the house seven actually, seven you know, he said, yeah, you you know what I mean? And she said, ah, but it's okay for us. I said, what do you mean? So, said, well, I'm called Eileen, and our called Eileen. Yeah, but I call you mum. Yeah, I think we need to talk about that. I'm not your mum. I don't mind, you know, I don't really want in public you calling me mum. I'm younger than you. So, yeah, it was, I suppose... Dad and Mum. So Ted. So I don't know what. There's no shortened version for Eileen, is there? Isle. I E. I don't know. Eileen. I like the name Eileen. And it's like Patricia, Pat, or Patrick, Pat. Like for a man or a woman. And that's the thing. It's, it can be a little bit confusing. Especially if you work in a call centre. And all you've got is the first name. Pat. And the surname. And you say, oh, can you speak to Pat please? Um, and then they speak. And then because of their voice. You still can't tell whether it's a man or a woman. Which does happen. It might be due to the line. Or just due to their voice. And eventually, it's got to come a point where you find out what sex they are, and that's one of the questions in the, the questionnaire in, you know, for car insurance, is you need to put down male or female. But you, you have to put it down straight away. <laughs> it asks Mr or Mrs, you say, Oh, have you got a title? And you can make a joke of it saying doctor, professor, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, sir, king, queen. And uh, sometimes they just say no. In this situation, they always say no. So then you got to like, okay, I can't say, so that's mister then. Or that's missus or miss. Or me. And um, it'd be very strange. You like, you know, at one point you, you can't just say you can't kind of like say, "By the way, I need to go to the toilet." Is it okay if I just put you on hold? And they said yes. And you come back five minutes later and said, uh, "Yeah, I just went to the toilet there. you know, washed my hands and everything." Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, washed. Even if you haven't, you can say you have, no one's going to know, are they? And um, as we know, washing hands is important. It's not like it can spread, but wait a minute, oh. And it's a it's, it's weird, was it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, thanks for waiting, thanks for being patient hoping that their voice has changed a bit so you can get a bit more non-idea and uh, you can sort of add things like right mate but that's a bit a little bit in, too informal you know it's not very hugely respectful to sort of call someone mate on the phone if you've not met them or, or if you're not related to them or if they're not a teacher and I so what I would do then, I'd say, so yeah, just sorry about that. I just I've had the um got a bit of a bladder infection because I had a I had a a dog bite, and I was putting leaflets through the door. I got this free hypnosis service I do online, and I've been putting leaflets through the door uh, during the summer because you know I'm at university, um, and I've got this part-time job doing you know." Doing this, you know, you saying, or well, he or she was saying, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and I said, yeah, and so I took these antibiotics because I had to have a tetanus jab. Took half my finger off, but it's, sorry, right, I'm not that bothered. I don't use my little finger very often. And it's, I had these antibiotics, which seemed to be okay, but then, I got this bladder infection, which meant I needed to go to for a wee constantly. always felt like I needed to go for a wee. It's like all the time. Even when I'd gone, it was just continuous. Just never, you know, it, it didn't continuously wee, otherwise I'd be, well, I'd just tur- I'd crumble, wouldn't I? I'd just dry out like cardboard. But, you know, I just felt the urge. You know, when you feel the urge and there. And I said, so yeah, that's um so I had to go into the toilet and I was uh went in there and I was standing at the cubicle. You know the the toilets in the cubicle. The the cubicle's in the toilet's rather oh god, I forget where I am. Uh, and uh So when you go to the toilet for to wee, do you stand up or do you sit down? Just just out of interest. Yeah, yeah, it is one of the questions. on the screen, yeah. I don't know why they need to know that. I don't know. I think it's something to do with insurance. Um, You sit down because you're a woman. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason they ask is because women are such better drivers than men. And you get a much um, cheaper insurance because... Women are so ma, so far, so ma, so more. I'll get my words out in a minute. So more, much more, um, superior drivers than uh, human males. And um, do you believe anything I said so far? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it can get a bit weird. Like it's Pat. I watch. I suppose a short version, a way of doing it. Say, can you spell your full name? P. A. T. No, that's not your full name, is it? But now, some people are getting called just a shortened version, like Alf, Alfie, Bob. Instead of Robert, Bob was a shortened version, or Bobby. Now Robert, Robert, you know, but no, no, don't call a kid Robert. Call the kid Bob, or Bobby. So like, no, stop it. Or Letitia. Listen, some, yes, yeah, some st- if I can't pronounce a, a name, I don't want to say it. Is some names are just so complicated. oh, how many S's? That's just really. It's hard. I just... It'd just be easier. Mind you, I'm not in a kind of uh <laughs> I'm not in a... Um, I'll shut up now. All, all I know that I saw people being... doing that, but in a kind of a racist way when I used to work in London. And they'd have someone... and there was... I don't know, we used to have a lot of people from Africa come and... Uh, from West Africa. Work there on the agency and the supervisor would come along and say what's your name um, and they'd say their name and they said uh, okay i'll call you paul It's <laughs> like what and he said uh, what's your name and it's the person who say a big long name said well, i'll call you tony um you can be sid and i'm thinking i'm working with jesus I mean Jesus was the only person who used to walk around changing people's names. Your name is Scott, well, I'm going to call you Peter. Come walk across the water to me. You know, that's my abbreviated version of the Bible, The whole of the Bible actually. It's not not a very good uh, version, admittedly. <laughs> Maybe that's so... Yeah. Hmm. So was Judas. Was he renamed? His original name was Trustworthy. And Jesus thought, no. I should call you Judas. You can't use that name anymore. I might though, if I had kids, I might call my, yeah, I might call my kid Judas. Just for a laugh. Yeah. Square Bob Sponge Pants. That would be another good name for a kid. That'd be a daughter though, I'd have to call her her that. I think if you can make it through school with a name like that, you're gonna do, you know, you're gonna be very successful in life, either that or completely broken, so yeah, perhaps but I would teach my kids kung fu. Oh, oh, oh! I did that to my little brother. I didn't call him um, Napoleon, or you know, I didn't give him a weird name. I, I wasn't even consulted, which annoyed me a little bit. I mean, the way I see it Is if I've got to spend, I don't know. 60, 70 years, 80 years. Talking to my little brother. Who's a few years younger than me. I should have a say in what his name is. My parents just don't don't think about that, do they? Anyway, he... Um, I taught him karate. Because I was doing karate. And he was too young to do karate. Because the the school I went to, or the club... It was on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening. 7.30 till 9.30, I think it was. Or 7 till 9.30, or 7 till 9, something like that. And so I'd be in the garden, and I was obsessed, absolutely obsessed with anything martial art. I mean, I was just obsessed with it. It was my entire life. I thought about it. As soon as I woke up. I probably dreamt about it. It was everything to me. I'm not saying I was any good. I just loved it. I I was. I was okay. But. I was. Absolutely obsessed. And. I wish I kind of kept. That up at the time. Because when I got my chip shop job. I was working evenings. And I gave up the. Karate when I should have well this is about a hundred years ago so it doesn't really matter now but I wish I'd have sort of kept at it and got my black belt because I was halfway there probably yeah I was halfway to the black belt uh, and I'd stopped taking gradings probably for the last year because I couldn't be bothered partly. <laughs> And it sounds weird but I used I went into a I think I did three competitions. You know, fighting competitions where you go in and you spar and stuff and I didn't do very well. But I came to realise when I saw one of my friends that was in there, he had a there was someone there that was a green belt or a blue belt and he was winning everything. And a blue belt's quite high, but it's not, you know, it was blue, brown, then black. I think there was like two browns or whatever, but, and you have to wait six months in between to take gradings, if I remember correctly. Anyway, I was like, I don't know if I went up to him or I spoke to someone else. like, how is he so damn good? And he's a green belt or he's a blue belt, you know, how? He's better than some of the black belts. We he seems to be. And someone told me that the reason for that is he doesn't take gradings. He's been at that belt for about three years. He purposely stays at that level so that he can win competitions, win medals and trophies and stuff. Even though he's at a level of a black belt. Like skill-wise and, you know, um, I suppose experience wise. So that's what I thought I'd do. Maybe I stopped taking gradings and I was at sort a of green or I think I'd done three or four gradings, I think. And always got a first class pass. Yeah. And I'd that was my thinking about that, but didn't seem to help me because I was... I just... I've probably spoken about this before... But I'll talk about it again because it's interesting to me. The first competition... I went to... I always got lifts there because I was a child. I didn't have my own car. And... The... I remember the first one because... I think it was my instructor or one of the instructors. They were all there was a few I think two black belts and a and a couple of brown belts that were, you know also sort, of, you know, not far off black belt. So I got a lift. I think it might have been with the inst- with the actual teacher, the big teacher. He was big. He was a big strong man called Paul. He was uh Brilliant! He he actually in that competition he went in. He won it. He he won the black belt competition. you know, with the combat. It's not sparring. I don't know why, because it's, it's what do they call it now? I forget. Um, it's not called combat, you know, but it's it's uh, it's competition anyway. It's fighting. And my instructor won the whole competition, the overall, because it's like anything, it's like the heavyweights. So I suppose the, the, the real world champions are kind of the black belts, you know? So the best of the black belts are the best of everyone, kind of would be classed as. And so that was really cool. But at one point he said to me, can you go into the car? And get me, gave me the keys. Go into the car and get me my sparring stuff because he'd left it in the car. So I went out, and the car was open, like unlocked. So I didn't need the key. I was pressing it and I'm like thinking, oh, I don't know if they had those things back then, but I'm sure they might have had the the buzzer, the buttons that you could click and open. We had it, yet? We have we had electricity back then, yeah, we did. And yeah, there's an odd dinosaur running around because you know it was so long ago. And so I opened the boot, and I'm looking for this bag. And I'm thinking, I kind of know what bag it is, kind of, because he used to he used to bring swords in, so he'd have a big, big bag. But he'd have I think he'd have two bags, one with swords in. And then he'd have bags... He'd have a... You know... Different things... So he had a lot, a lot of stuff... Room and I was like... I don't know which one it is... Because there was... There was a couple of bags in there... I was like... Oh... So I'm looking through it... And then I realised... I'm in the wrong car... I've literally got in the boot... Of... A wrong car... Which... In any normal situation, is not a good idea. But a karate tournament, where everybody there was able to beat me up, it was really not a good idea. And I quickly got out and um, realised that the car we came in was a different model and colour, so it was a you know very different. Well, it it's a mini bus, so I don't know. I just I don't know why I, had to, I was trying to get into a mini. I don't know why I had to. Anyway, I ended up and I got into the other one and got his bag and never said anything about it. So, if anyone's listening, um, sorry, I didn't didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't. You know, no, I didn't do anything, I just rummaged through your stuff. But I wasn't looking through your stuff thinking it was your stuff. I was rummaging through it, thinking it was my my teacher's stuff, I suppose that doesn't sound good, rummaging through his stuff. It's not like I was putting the you know, the the groin guard over my face, pretending to be Darth Vader. I wasn't, you know I I wasn't doing anything weird (laughs) like that, honest. So I just, you know, I left that car and just got the stuff and came back in. And then I had my first fight. Well, it wasn't a fight really, but it was a... Yeah, it was a tournament. So it's like semi-contact. And I got beaten. First, you know, basically... I got into a fight, like a proper fight with this kid, because I couldn't control, I had no control. I think I might have even got disqualified actually, because I kept, um, I I kept hitting him with my shoe, something, I don't know, but I did, it was, I couldn't control it and I'd never been in that situation because I'd been doing sparring for a long time and I was always able to control it and not get, you know, didn't get angry or nothing. But for some reason, but that was always with people that I knew and I respected and I was in a, in my own club, or dojo, or whatever you were. And then I was always respectful. Not that I was feeling disrespectful towards a tournament because of course I was surrounded by people that I loved because I was, I loved everything about it. Just beautiful. It makes me nipples hard just thinking about it. It It's great. And. Did you just say nipples? Sorry. Sorry. And I. I just had. Time in my life. It was great. But I lost my control. I lost my cool. And I was what? 14 probably at the time. And I ended up having a punch up. With this other kid who was about the same age, I think that's what happened. And I think I might, I might not have got disqualified. He might have just won because he was better than me. But there was no, absolutely no um, technique from me at all. It was just, I think he might have hit me. I didn't like, I didn't like it. I so said, I don't like that. Really don't like that. Don't be hitting me again. No, 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 no. And so I, you know, grabbed one of my uh, teacher's instructor's swords and chased them around the room. Apparently that's not part of the... Uh, well, it's not respectful, apparently. who'd <laughs> not know. And then the next time I went... I was paired up against this kid who was smaller than me, which is unusual, but he was younger, which made sense. So I was 14, he was probably about 12, 10. No, not 10, about 12, 13, but he was was smaller than me. And I I didn't, um, that didn't occur very often. The one before me was I think a little bit bigger And it was a weird thing in my head thinking, I can take in, <laughs> I can win this. And I was going to be, I decided I was going to be skillful. I was going to be calm and patient and do the right thing. You know, do it properly, not just get into a fight. And so I thought, okay. And they said, you ready? I said, wait a minute. And I said, you better have this. So I handed the hammer to the referee. I said, you keep that i decided I'm going to do this the right way. And this kid was like Speedy Gonzales. On steroids. I mean, he was running circles around me. Honestly, I couldn't see him. He was running circles. Suddenly, his fist was in my face. Point, back, cut. And it was, I think it's like three three points and you're the winner. So if you just hit them, hit someone in the face, kick them in the face, punch them in the midsection or kick them in the midsection, that's pretty much a point. Um, I'm not sure if you pushed them outside of the area whether that was a point as well, I don't know. Or was that sumo wrestling? That's something I could do now probably, a bit of a sumo belly. And... Someone asked me recently, I said, are you well endowed? I, I said, honestly, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it since uh, 2001. I honestly don't know. I don't know what's down there. So the third, fo- so this kid won. I didn't I didn't even get to, I which is a weird sentence to say at this age, and in, but out of context, it would be a weird sentence, but I didn't even get to touch that 12-year-old child. I was, I didn't, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to kick him or punch him, something, bearing in mind I was a child myself at the time. But I couldn't. He was just zipping in and out. He was literally in front of me. He split the atom. He was moving so quickly. He was both to the left and the right of me at the same time. He kicked me in the face and in the stomach. And he was still either side of me. I I don't know what happened, honestly. So I just, just, you know, I was impressed with him, but I kind of hated him a bit, but it was very humiliating to not to be beaten by someone smaller, because that doesn't make any difference. It's just to be so, so well beaten, and I think in his next fight he ended up with someone twice his size, and they—I uh, think they broke his nose. So I didn't feel too bad. <laughs> I was a kid, you know, at the time. Now I wouldn't wouldn't like that. I think he might have gone on to win it actually. Which means that's the only reason I didn't win because he was the best and there was no chance I could have done and then he went on to be to win Olympic gold um, so yeah and he yeah he's very successful so that's what I'm going to imagine in my head and the next one I went to I actually won the first one. Can you believe it I won the very first fight you know, on points, I mean, it was, no one got hurt, but it was just, um, and I say that because you think, well, everyone's got pads on, got groin protectors, not everyone wears them on their face, and you've got, I didn't have anything on my head, but I had foot pads, shin pads, hand pads, like gloves, you know, and a groin pad yeah so I was kind of covered did have a head, bat, head, head pad though I think in professional or out proper amateur in fact I imagine a lot of karate now and those things probably all wear head pads in tournaments but in them days you didn't uh, I think you could if you wanted to but yeah we didn't and but some people did get hurt there was a few breakages a few broken bones um, in the adult section the the adult section spent a lot of time in the adult section looking through the magazines no, it was the adults because they were hitting harder and there was you know, there was a local strong man that was he was classed as one of the toughest people in the local area and he, you know, he was. I a, a saw sort the of bloke uh, strong, like a strength competition. Pull a. I think he pulled pulled a lorry with his willie. And honestly, he it was strong. So I thought, wow, that's disgusting. But then I realised that's one way to uh, to increase your popularity. And I, so I didn't get injured and he didn't, the person I was with didn't get injured. So we, I won that one. It felt so nice. So it might not happen this way, but I think, you know, the story will be different every time I tell it because I'm just making it up. And then the second, yeah. And then the second fight I had on this competition, I think I might have got beaten in the second fight. Which would have been, I think if I'd have won the second one, that might have been the quarterfinals, depending. Or maybe the third fight would have been the quarterfinals, then the semifinals. So I think actually winning the first fight put me into the quarterfinals and then I lost in the quarterfinals. But the person I lost to did win. Again, I don't know if that's true. I think it is. It sounds like it should be, though, doesn't it? Yeah. But I taught my little brother how to do a few you know, like kicks and punches because he'd see me in the garden every day, and I used to be down down the bottom of the garden on the punch bag and training with the weights and wishing I could turn into a man I wanted to turn into a real boy I just couldn't It's ridiculous I was so skinny I'd, I mean something, to be fair on a windy day I'd actually have to carry the weight from the storage thing at the bottom of the garden the studio through the garden and into the kitchen because it was too windy I'd blow away I had to actually have something to keep me keep me grounded and so yeah it was quite nice uh in the summer you know practicing and stuff and andre would not andre um my little brother he would isn't it weird that i'd call him andre my little brother he was only little he was probably six Yeah, about six years old. No, probably seven. No, five. No, six. No, six. Yeah, six. Yeah, about six years old. So he would, I'd be teaching him some moves, like, you know, punches and kicks and stuff like that. And... I think that that was helpful to him in his life, I think it was because he learned from a very early age and he actually used it on someone that was trying to bully him and I think that, I mean he didn't, I don't think he remembers it, he might not, I don't know, but it was was good. it It wasn't good to see... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't good having to bury the body, and, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was good to see the other little kids crying and stuff, but he was bigger than, older than my brother, and he was trying to bully him. And I had nothing to do with it. I was, I was just walking down the street, and someone was yelling, and I'll go over to see what's going on. And I just, in the alleyway, and all these other kids are around, and I just see my brother punch him and kick him in the stomach, and he's on the floor crying. I say to my little brother, get up, why are you crying? No one's hit you. And he didn't know, he's still standing there. And But I don't my brother wasn't really arrogant with it. He didn't he didn't want to do that. But he he was being bullied. He was this kid was trying to bully him, like literally physically. And he definitely didn't get bullied after that not not at that age and I don't think he got bullied at school after that because he had I think he had a little bit of confidence because bullying's much different with boys than it is with girls in a sense of it. well not okay I'm not in this day and age with the internet and stuff but when I was at school it used to be more about physical with boys who was the strongest who was the Scariest, who was the toughest, hardest, and with the girls, it seemed to be who could be the bitchiest, who could say the most horrible things, and it was it was more extreme. It was really horrible. But with the boys, you could just you could end it by just hitting them with a bit of wood or something. So you know, so it was just not that I would ever do a thing like that. And you should never. You should talk it through and tell you. Speak to your parents if there's any kids listening. But I say that to be fair, if I had a kid I'd make sure that kid never allowed anyone to bully them. Boy or girl. Ever. Not once. Never allow it. No no no. I actually did, I did see this kid trying to bully someone died, my friend's daughter, and uh, we were picking, I was picking her up from school, she was taking her time, so I'm walking, she's standing in a tree, and this this boy is a lot bigger than her, and he's bullying her, like pushing her. So, get me hammer out, you know, as you do? No, I I don't, I just said to him, what are you doing? And I let him know never to do it again. And he never did it again. So, you know, I gave him a little, little talking to, in front of her, and he apologised to her. And after that, I think they were friends. And I told her, you know, don't ever put up. And she never, ever put up with bullies. Because she was quite timid back then, but she, she's not now. Well, she, she wasn't as she got older. Definitely knew how to look after herself it turned out that she was bullying him so I got it all wrong nah it's weird It's, it's a strange subject so it's probably not really very light hearted to be talking about here but I've never allowed it never allowed bullies I put up with it for a very short period in That job I had for the children's charity where the the lady, the manageress or the manager, the lady, she was, one of her favorite sayings was, shall I bully them out? So it was a member of staff she didn't like or maybe someone else didn't like in the charity. She'd say, shall I bully them out? That was a thing that she liked to tell people. And for some reason she decided to bully me out. And it worked. And I left. Because I can't put up with that. And sure. That was a, that was a very touch and go situation. But it was just weird. Why would you want to be horrible to someone? I don't I don't really get it. Why can't we just... I don't expect everyone to kiss and cuddle all day long. I just... A bit of respect. A bit of... Uh, Courtesy, bit of, you know, bit of, just a bit of that, bit of this, bit of those, bit of, just, it'd be nice, just, ah. Oh. So, bullies, yeah, can't be doing with it. Nah, decided a long time ago. I think what it was, my attitude was, first of all, If you've had to deal with a lot of crap from adults when you're a little kid, other children don't scare you sometimes I'm not saying it's always the case, but in my in my situation, other kids weren't frightening adults wasn't wasn't so keen about but other kids, especially when I was young when I was like seven eight nine, ten um even, you know, and everyone was bigger than me. I was the littlest. But, you know, I was on holiday once, and this kid, I, he was probably a good five, six years older than me. And I was in the playground on my own with this holiday camp, like a caravan camp. And he pulled a knife out on me. Like, literally, pulled a knife out of me. And I, and I said, and he was like, so, so I, I, I bent down and I picked up a bottle off the floor because I wanted. To, I don't think it was a plat. It might be a plastic bowl. I don't know. But I picked a bottle up, said, and I, I basically said to him, "What are you going to do?" There was no one around. I had no backup, and I just I wasn't scared. And that's weird because I'd probably I we myself just thinking about it now. But back then, no fear. 'Cause he was a kid. Even though he was older, he was still a kid. You know, he was probably fifteen. I was about nine. I just wasn't Oh, you got a knife, so what? <laughs> it's like I remember someone said when I was this is we don't never do this, it's ridiculous, but I think someone threatened me once and I said, What are you gonna do? Stab me and I picked the knife out of the a cutlery out of the Thing, and I started hitting myself in the stomach with it because I had strong muscles in it, and, it could, and it was a blunt, blunt knife as well. Actually, it was a spoon. It didn't really do the job. It was a bit embarrassing. But my attitude was, gone. I do this to myself. What are you gonna do to me? Very childish, very silly, but being one of my rules in life, don't allow bullies don't allow someone to hurt you. No. No, 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 no. And if you're living with someone that's hurting, if someone's living with someone that's hurting with them, I always think to myself, well, you're living with them. At some point, they're going to have to go to sleep. That's what I think to myself. yeah, can't hurt you when they're asleep, can't really do much at all when they're asleep. So yeah, I got um, a recording from someone, I forget her name now, it's a whisper recording and she's wanted to me to, to make her own recording for me to upload it to my Deep Sleep Whisper hypnosis recording podcast. So I'm going to do that. Um Either today, probably today. So I'm just going to, you know, it's, uh, she asked if I could do it and I said yes. I spoke to her on the phone probably last month. And I said yeah. I said uh, come round and do it here. And wear a dressing gown I always do my recordings in a dressing gown I said to her so I find it relaxes your voice a dressing gown and some chocolates ideally and a pizza for me to eat not for you Um, shouldn't eat pizza cheese is not good for your throat if you're talking and stuff but it's good for me because I like cheese and uh It's going to cost you £300. And she said no to all of those requests. Uh, So in the end she made the recording and just sent it to me digitally. So I'm going to to upload it and see whether that or she's going to call the police. So I'm going to do that. (laughs) Put it, Upload it. It's very quiet as well, so I've listened to it a little bit just to make sure she wasn't swearing through it. Because I don't know, her, so I, you know, I, I have to so I have a little bit of a vetting just to. Can you imagine if someone said, "Oh, can I do a recording?" It's like a, like a guest appearance. I say, "Yeah, all right." Then, and they send me the recording. I don't listen to it, and the first thing they do is like start swearing. you're <laughs> You know, some going on some big racist rant or something. You know, I was like, you know, I have to just I have to listen first. Yeah, my little brother was actually the very first. He was the youngest, the youngest person ever to join my karate club. In fact, he wasn't just the youngest my karate instructor started a Saturday night, no, a Saturday morning karate session, an early Thursday evening one. So I think he started on a Thursday evening at six to seven, something like that, or half six to half seven, and said that children could come along under the age of probably from six onwards, I guess, up to the age of 10 or 12 or something like that. So my brother was the very, my little brother, not my oldest brother, because he was, was 18 then, but he was, my little brother was the youngest one in that town ever to do karate, at a karate club. And he might have been one of the youngest in the whole country at that time, I don't know. Um, probably not, but... He was definitely one of the youngest ever. To start at six. Five, six seven. He might have even been five. I think he was six. And he did his first grading. He didn't like it and stopped doing it. But... The junior karate people continued. Because other people joined. we we got kids from the street, not from the street, I don't mean, it sounds weird, kids from the street, like other kids from the neighborhood to come along, and just to sort of get, keep the numbers up really, and then other people joined, and it's still going as far as I'm aware. So they went from doing it Thursday, or Tuesday or Thursday, early evening, and then Saturday morning, and he, yeah, my brother was the first, and it was created for him or because of him. And I was going on at my supervise my trainer, for quite a while, begging him to do it. I said, like, "Please, please." In the end, he gave in. I said, "Look, I'll come and I'll I'll teach them. I'll I'll look after them." And because I was I was high enough grade to be able to teach basic moves and then my my teacher said technically you should be able to teach basic moves but after seeing you at that tournament and seeing that little kid run around you and hit you without you even being able to see and then the first one you had where you just got into a punch up rolled around like a big walrus I don't know if you remember anything that you've been taught I said, "Oh, listen if you don't cut it out I'll embarrass you in front of all these people all these people here that look up to you, think you're the, you think you're the big, the bee's knees. I'll embarrass you in front of all of them. And I stood back, got into my karate pose, and he said, "Yeah, you got embarrassment here." Yeah? I said, "Yeah." yeah so he said, "Go on then." So I pulled my trousers down and did a poo on the on the on the floor, and I kicked it towards him. I said now that's embarrassing so yeah it was none of that happened I don't know why what about, uh, if I would be able to say the word floor without going carpet why would there be a carpet in a gym I don't have carpets in gyms I hope he's not listening he's probably about 100 now but he's still <laughs> still wouldn't want him beating me up wonder how old he was then, I'd say 30, late 30s probably, 35 maybe, yeah at least, yeah probably, maybe early 30s but at least in his 30s, so I'd say 35, so he was what, at least 20 years older than me, so he'd be... And I used to be over 70 now. And they'd still be fitter than I ever was. Wow. He had these big forearms because he, he used to use a sword. Which I think is a little bit of a cheat, really, when someone's all they've got is their hands and their feet, and he's got this big, massive sword, samurai sword. Never told him that, though. But he was like, he'd he'd practice, so he'd get there early. And I always got there early, because I loved it so much. I was always a bit embarrassed to talk to him, though, because I was shy. And he said, uh, I remember once he said to me, Jason, do you um, want to give us a hand to bring the equipment in or whatever? And I said, oh, you know my name? He said, you've been coming two years. Of course I know your name. I said, oh. I didn't. I didn't talk to him. I was too, too shy. I didn't talk to people back then. Still don't. Yeah. Oh! Ooh! Ooh! That's me doing my karate moves. And yeah. I think the only real prolific. Well, not prolific, but the only times I was really. I've done a few different martial arts, but the only times that I trained for any length of time was the karate when I was a kid. Then Wing Chun Kung Fu when I was 33. So That's in 2004 and 2005. And then boxing. I did boxing for a couple of years when I was about 37, 38, something like that. And then I did um, Taekwondo when I was in 2011 to Two thousand and fourteen, but I had to stop because I had a break by the stop because my lower back I was just it just couldn't take it anymore. my back was just just can't can't do kicks or anything i can I can do them, but I feel it afterwards, and I just didn't have it anymore to be able to do it so but I don't know how many. Did, I did three or four gradings with the Taekwondo, and never did. I never did any sparring. I did sparring at the club, but I never did any um, like a competition. But I did do some sparring in one of the gradings. That was part of the grading, and that was that was good. So, yeah, I wish there was, I'd like to do a martial art that didn't have any kicking. So I used to think Wing Chun, So I also did Ji Do as well which was by the same instructor but that was a mixture of different things. So I'd go to the Wing Chun and I'd go Tuesday and Thursday evenings, I think it was, or it might be Monday and Wednesday. And I think on a, on a Tuesday, I'd go to G Kundu and on a Friday, I'd go to something called Leg Spa, where basically the whole two hours we'd just be sparring but no punching, just kicking, the whole time. You know, pushing the person out of the way, kicking and going from one person to the next, you know, just swapping over. And brilliant. It's, it's such a good way to to really learn to kick by not being able to do anything else. I mean, you, you were allowed to stop and they frowned on egg sandwiches. Especially during the sparring, but other than that, you know, it, was, it didn't have to kick the whole time. I think one of my glorious moments was, and I wish I'd, I wish I had it on camera so I could put it on YouTube. But there was this big hall that he he had, big old. It was the size of a gymnasium. They had to move out because they knocked it down, and they wanted to make a kebab shop or something, and. I had my rib broken during um, the training so I had a couple of weeks off and then I came back and said once it started to heal I wasn't ready because the thing is I was, I was going to get hit if I went to train I was going to be hit in the ribs even with the pads on still get elbowed and there's a lot of that stuff going on so I couldn't avoid um being elbowed or kicked or punched that was part of the whole process so you know I was constantly bruised constantly you know it's really um I think one of the things of wing chun is you block so if someone goes to hit you block but you actually you don't just block you go to really damage their arm in the process or if you block their leg, you go to really smash their leg in the process. Kind of, that's part of the thing. At least that's what people did to me. And when I was, fully uh, three weeks later, I was, I felt better. But I knew that I was told by the doctor six weeks before I did any, went back to do the training. So I went along because I wanted to just keep my fitness level up and still be part of the club and my instructor sort of gave me some exercises like kicking just you know running around and basic exercises take it easy though and then I said he said well you could practice your kicking on and a bit of punching on the punch bag practice kicking but if you want you can punch if you feel up to it but just take it easy with a punching. So he had this big punch bag hanging from the ceiling, which was about, wow, 25, 30 foot high. So honestly a huge old place, like a, like a warehouse. It was big enough to have three floors. Seriously, it was a big old place. And it was only about two foot tall, so I don't know how he got the thing up there. Anyway, so I was punching and kicking this bag, and I punched it. And the thing just went flying, and I basically punched it off the chain. Not off the chain, but the whole thing came off the bracket from the wall, or from the ceiling, rather. And it looked like I punched it really hard, which in reality, it clearly must have just been very loose. And luckily, I got out of the way because that big heavy bolt came down and hit the ground and it left, you know, if that had hit me, I would have hurt because it left a big crater. People still visit it now. It's, some people go go in there. You can fit about 600 people and can have picnics in this big crater. And I was like, wow, I'm glad, I'm glad I got out of the way of that. And after that, I don't think he put it back on. He just left it on the floor and, he used to use it for ground fighting so I don't know I think he he must have had someone really tall working there or going training once and they put the bag up for him and then once they left he didn't know what to do anymore I don't know it's it's just a guess of course I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say it to him because he's a kung fu expert he was funny, he was so funny. He'd come out with these one liners. It was, and he was, I don't know, he was Chinese or something. I and mean, he was, but he, I think he was China. I, I say something, I mean, he, he might have been Danish, I'm not sure. But he'd say, Oh, yeah, uh, so, um, so you do this, good idea, good idea. And he was so full of energy, and he was so funny, and he'd be just, very dynamic one of the most dynamic teachers I've ever had and um, yeah that was it was alright and then I did a taekwondo in 2011 and I did a boxing sorry I did a boxing in 2009 2007 2008 thousand eight, nine, something like that and I kept injuring myself kept injuring internally, I'd ripped something, and I'm going to say my groin, but it was a little bit further up, but I don't know what it is, I must have, I don't think it was a hernia, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been that, but it definitely caused some damage, so I kept having to sort of stop, and start, and stop, and start, and don't have that problem now, so, you know, I've had... I've had... Um, yeah, th- this is my third punch-, punch bag since then, so I've not had any problems with punch bags. So I don't know what it was, maybe I just overdid it. It's Very hard training, boxing training is. So I all the running around and skipping and stuff. I lost quite a bit of weight, got quite a slim. Well, not slim, but lost weight. And I think that was the last time I was slim, because so I did get myself down to a bit of a slim waist, but fairly muscly-ish from the training and stuff. But my waist definitely lost a few, a few hundred inches, a few square feet off me waist. And then Taekwondo, it was not far from where I lived and I thought oh, okay I'll give it a go and going there's the first time is always the hardest one so I went along and they said what do you want I said uh, I'm just interested I said what are you interested in I said I want to be a karate man and they said well it's taekwondo I said what's the difference they said absolutely nothing <laughs> just, which I realised when I learned it there's no difference karate and taekwondo I mean Taekwondo does focus more on kicking, but it's it is different techniques, but it's the, it's very similar and but I, I enjoyed it. I got yeah the the club was good, I liked it there. and the good thing I liked about it is the instructor was a lot older than me and not a lot older, but he was I think he was in his fifties. And I think he started training when he was about my age, or maybe a little bit older than I was at the time. So when he, he started training when he was forty something, and I was uh being forty at the time when I started. So I think he was about forty-one when he just when he started to training. So that gave me a bit of confidence thinking, oh well, I'm not too old. And He said, you're not too old, but you are too fat. I said, really? I said said to him, look, do you want me to embarrass you? I'm embarrassing you in front of all these people. And he said, I've heard about your embarrassment. I think the only person you embarrassed was yourself. I mean, even telling the story, you said carpet. There's no carpet in a gym. You stuttered on your words. You couldn't even get the whole sentence out. That's not a way to tell a story you embarrassed yourself mate I said I'm sorry he said don't, don't worry about it and you know we got on after that it was it was fine um, I bought him a kebab and uh, he said this kebab tastes very Wing Chunny." I said yeah it used to be a, the shop used to be a Wing Chun Kung Fu uh, club he said oh so that's what Wing Chun tastes like And so yeah, and we all had a big, big kiss and cuddle. And I liked that club. It was nice because there was a few people that were actually older than me, which I never expected to see because I was I was forty. And you know, there's a two black belts who were older. Most of the other people were younger, but to have a couple of older people it was nice and there was most of the people were sort of adults there was a few kids but mainly adults with the boxing it was mainly kids and I didn't like that because all their parents were watching and I don't the last thing I needed in my little t-shirt with my big belly wobbling around was people laughing at me and they were I know they were, and I so wanted to just like say you do that again, I'll embarrass you in front of all these people. But I was, I realised that line was getting a bit old, and I felt really aggressive. And I was wanted to just I remember, was one bloke there, and he was like clearly mocking me, laughing at me with someone else. and I wanted to sort of show him, oh, just to be aggressive and threatening but he could see how I was hitting the punch bag like a, a small child, like a toddler. I couldn't be threatening. I mean even the, even the punch bag was laughing at me. It's just yeah, so other than that, yeah, I haven't done anything lately, but I've got me punch bag here. Yeah. Which I quite like, but it's a little bit noisy. It's a bit, a little bit, yeah, a bit squeaky. But it's, it's nice. I do, I don't know, it's like a constant in a sense, you know. So I had my first punch bag when I was, what, 13, 14? 13, 14, yeah, something like that. And now at 49, I've still got punch bag. It's a different one, uh, and I've had quite a few in between. But this is groovy. I'm just like, yeah. I just wish I could find somewhere to put it where it's quiet, where no one's going to hear. Maybe there's a way of putting it into the storage room, emptying the storage room out completely, and just using that as for the punch bag. Yeah, there might be a way of doing that. I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Well I'm going to. Jingle jangle. And get off. And say thank you. For listening to my. Absolute rubbish. And I will speak to you. Another time. So remember. To be kind to yourself. Because you deserve. To be happy. Lots of love. Why?